Yo, Stink This Podcast, episode 177, Greg in my closet. George is feeling a little under the weather, plus, you know, my kids are on fall break, which I'm sure many of you guys are who have kids. Uh, you know, I just felt like doing it at the house today. I didn't want my wife watches the kids all day, so, you know, it's better that I'm in close proximity, you know, versus going to the studio and recording like usual. Uh, for those who have listened to our podcast, you know, the ones with me solo are a little different. And yes, I know there's people that I've told that I want to have on here, which I do. You know, I do. I just didn't really, I didn't really feel up to, you know, the whole process of, you know, setting that up. And, you know, I just kind of wanted to talk today a little bit. So, uh, you know, we always start to show off like, you know, like always, you know, appreciate everybody who listens on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Our viewers on YouTube, appreciate everybody who just checks out the IG clips on Twitter and whatnot. I appreciate all the guests we've had lately. We've had some dope guests, and we have another dope guest, hopefully, uh, lined up for next week. It's a little different, uh, but he should be able to provide some dope insight on an area that we're not too familiar in. And J-Tips had touched on it a little bit last week, so shout out to J-Tips. Uh, and, you know, looking forward to next week. You know, we're back in the studio with George. Um, but like I said, I appreciate everybody who listens, appreciate everybody who follows, appreciate everybody who DMs and all the questions. And, you know, I, I enjoy being tagged on, on certain things, especially when people know, shout out to the homie Blanc, you know, especially when homies know, I, they know, I, I know it's, they know, I think it's trash, but they still tag us on it. And I appreciate it. You know, um, it's fun. You know, the podcast is fun and it's something that I want to continue to do for as long as possible. I didn't realize we were almost at 200 episodes recording and talking into a microphone to pretty much internet strangers and, and that's you guys and you know we consider you guys distant relatives you know i i have a, a merchandise item coming which will be a, a first it'll be a snapback it'll be a hat i feel like a hat is appropriate first for george and i because typically you only see our heads and you never see what we wear or anything like that so um a hat will be the first thing and it's gonna be royal blue for dodger blue just in case you wanted to know i think i'm set on the color uh, but I am set on something, and it's plain. You know, a lot of people have told us just to get something out, just to do something, put something out. We support you. We'll buy it. It doesn't matter. Put it out. And I'm a real perfectionist. Like, I, I, I'm a super perfectionist. And a lot of people say that, but nobody is a perfectionist like I am. Uh, so hopefully we get that to you guys by mid-November, I believe. Uh, kind of talking to the place that's making them and getting that going. Um, Class is a little different, you know, this is like kind of a little bit of my collection, my wall, you know, there's stuff around the top. I don't know if the camera gets it, it's stuff all the way to the top and there's stuff on the floor and on the building. But, I mean, I'm sorry, on the floor and against the walls, but uh, instead of pickups, you know, I like to do, and I have my notes here, I do like to jot things down. A lot of people ask me, how do you do a podcast on your own? When I'm driving and stuff, I talk a lot by myself. And I talk a lot by myself because it helps like prepare myself for particular scenarios at, at work, you know, uh, dealing with my kids, wife and stuff like that. And I remember my dad used to do it when I was a kid. We used to make fun of him. I remember everybody used to make fun of my dad. He would talk to himself all the time. He would always be about work. And, uh, you know, you know, he was talking about work because it was always this guy. My dad, like, owned the store or whatever. And it was a guy named Ricketts. I think that was his last name, Ricketts. And whenever you hear my dad mumbling, oh, Ricketts, 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 you knew he was talking about work. I do the same thing, you know, prepare myself for discussions at work. I prepare myself for meetings mentally. 
I prepare myself to talk to you guys. You know, I, I prepare myself for, you know, situations at home with my kids, things like, you know, family and so forth. I think it's important to just be prepared. You know, a lot of people get caught off guard and they end up making mistakes or saying the wrong thing. And, you know, that's how I'm able to do the podcast by myself. Uh, this is probably the fifth, sixth time I've done this by myself. And people seem to enjoy it. You know, me and George, you know, I like the back and forth with me and George. We, the discussions that we have, you know, I think people value it. It's golden, you know. And it, it's how we feel. It's genuinely how we feel. And it's how me and George talk to each other when we're not together. You know, we argue when we're not together. But me and George know how to argue and be friends. There's a lot of people that don't know how to argue and be friends. And you can see it on social media. Best friends one day and enemies the next. It's weird to see people like send shots. I have no idea who they're talking about. But you know it's a shot. You know, it, it'd be certain captions and pictures on IG and Twitter and stuff that wasn't necessary. And you're like, why did you say that? And you're like, it was a shot. And I don't mean a good type of shot. Um, but, you know, me and George, we always do pickups, releases. Uh, but when I'm in the closet, I like to show off a few sneakers of my own that are my favorites. And that was one that people have been asking me about. How come I haven't shown or really discussed? And that's my Reebok when I always talk about the one from Minority Report. So I'm going to show that today. I'm going to show two other ones. I'm showing two Reeboks and a Nike SB because a lot of y'all be mad disrespectful to Reebok. I'm getting sick and tired of it. Reebok is history and these are facts. And I'm also getting sick and tired of people already losing their minds about Zion. Look, the first preseason game, cool. He had a nice dunk, cool. But let's not act like Sean Kemp didn't exist. Let's not act like Vince Carter didn't exist. Let's not act like Amari Stoudemire didn't exist. Let's not act like Blake Griffin didn't exist. So settle down with the stuff. I mean, cats losing their minds. Like, the stadium almost fell down off that dunk. And look, nice dunk, dope, cool, I get it. But settle down. Relax. We've seen it before. We're going to see it again. And I love Zion. I'm excited to watch him play. He's explosive. He has every single thing you love to see about the NBA and college basketball when he was there. But protect your knees. I know I talk about playing basketball all the time. I can still jump and stuff, but landing? Oh, that's when it sucks. And to catch up to him, ask Amari Stoudemire. Ask Vince Carter. Ask Blake Griffin. These are prime examples of everybody who used to do what you do. Anyways, I'm on a tangent. I don't know what I'm talking about. But this is what happens when I'm discussing the podcast and discussing and talking to you guys. I appreciate this. So I'm going to get right into my closet sneakers. Not pickups, but, you know, some favorite joints of mine. So first, uh, a gold box. You know, Nike SB gold box. You can see the dust on my box. Like my sneakers. Me and George have a lot of sneakers, all right? They literally collect dust. Not to say that others don't. But George and I... We, re- we wear pretty much the same stuff over and over. And that's facts. Like you can see the du- Look at that. Yeah, this is a gold box. A lot of people don't even know these gold box exist. A lot of people think, uh, I don't know if you can see, the, the black SB box exists or whatever color it is now. Nah, this is a size 10 Nike Dunk High SB Goofy Boy. This is a Goofy Boy. All right. Goofy Boy came in three pairs. There was a low, Laker colorish. There was a mid. That had Velcro and some plaid. And then there was the high with the green denim and the maroon suede. This is a beautiful shoe. So, uh, for those who haven't seen it before or unfamiliar with it, this is a Goofy Boy high. Hope it's good in the camera. Like I said, every time I do this, I respect sneaker reviewers. And I respect people who do this on a regular basis. It's hard to not know if you're good or in camera or focus. If you see it, if it's good enough, whatever the case may be. I 
have the green laces in. It comes with a black lace. I'm going to put this down. Uh, Goofy Boy Highs are a super dope sneaker. You know, I'm looking at the green denim right now, and I'm kind of like, yo, should I send it to the homie Skate? See if he can, you know, touch it up for me. You know, put some touches on it. Probably be a waste because I'm, I'm not going to wear it anyways. But I just love the sneaker. You know, it's one of those classic SBs that sometimes overlooked. A lot of people recognize and notice the Goofy Boy Low, which is the Laker colorway. But it's rare to see the high. Uh, has the gum, um, you know, the gum sole. Well, you know what? The sole is actually black. But the midsole, the midsole, the outsole. That's that's that that's that gum. That's a little different. Usually the entire bottom, all of this would be gum. But right here, just the gum, it's fire. You got the suede swoosh. You got the suede. I mean, I'm talking soft. It might be extra soft because I've had them for so long. They're so old. It came with a pair of green, forest green and black laces. Uh, and these are called Goofy Boys. Now, what makes these dope is because let me take this out. So on the insole, there's a picture of who is known as Goofy Boy. Goofy Boy was like this, turned into this like urban legend myth person for some odd reason. I don't know. Um, from what I do know is that like he came to the, the skate park one day and no one's ever seen him again. I could be wrong on this story, but that's from the understanding I get. And like skate shops have started making stickers and t-shirts like, have you seen Goofy Boy? And it was a real person. It was a real person. It was this like kid with this flipped up hat and these baggy clothes and he came and it just kind of became like this folklore so nike sb did the same thing on the on the uh insole this insole has hair and all kind of weird stuff on it i don't know if you can see it but it's a boy with a hat flipped up wearing baggy clothes holding a skateboard i hope you can see that in the camera hope it's focused in the bottom you got the obviously the zoom uh, the Zoom Air, which a lot of people don't know is down there. Take your insoles out of your dunks. See where the comfort come from. Um, but this is Goofy Boy. And he's a real person, I believe. But for some odd reason, it became this folklore. And Goofy is a style of skating as well, which maybe has something to do with it. I don't know. But I'm always welcome for anybody to call and talk about it and ex explain what it means. But I know Goofy is a style of skate. Uh, me and George used to skate growing up. Uh, but he's wearing Cortez's, which I think is dope. Uh, so shout out to the Nike SB Dunk, you know, goofy boys. And, and he's got the maroon and the, the green on. And I believe on the mid with the plaid, he's got a plaid hat on and something. And then with the the lows that are like the Laker colorways, he's got on a Laker type outfit, colorway outfit. Uh, but shout out to these. Respect your Nike SBs. I, 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 I'm going to start bringing out more Nike SBs and wearing them. And start copping them too. Be respectful of your sneakers. So the next one. A Reebok. Dusty. You know, has tape on it because we were moving and, you know, it's one of those ones I knew I'd never sell, so I didn't care what happened to the box. But, mad Dusty. All right? I only wear these during cowboy season. And stop being disrespectful to my cowboys. I'm getting sick and tired of it. I appreciate, you know, the banter and the trash talk. But, yo, don't be disrespectful to my cowboys. All right? It's a legendary team. Don't be disrespectful. These are... Reebok, Emmett Smith's, ES22's. Do not be disrespectful to Reeboks. These are history right here. Don't, 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 don't tell me these ain't fire. I'm, I'm not trying to hear it. I'm not trying to hear it at all. These, these are the cowboy blue ones. All right. You got the, the, the blue, got the light sheen on it. You got the shite. I don't even know what you want to call that, but the little arc. You could call it the St. Louis arc if you want. You got the hexalite. 
Damn, stop it. You got the gum bottom. These joints are actual construction boots. That's how big they are. You got the 22 on the back, but these are Emmett Smiths. I bring these out and I wear these only during cowboy season. All right. You're not going to see me wearing these out during the week. You're not going to see me wearing these in the summertime. I wear these between the months of September through February. All right. That's it. I take them to Dallas and I never wear them in Dallas, but I take them to Dallas because it's good luck. You got the Hexalite on the bottom. Hexalite didn't do nothing, but it was there. Hexalite didn't do a single thing. This is a classic sneaker. I remember the first time I saw this sneaker and I remember this kid was at church. It might've been vacation Bible school or Sunday school. It was something, but you remember that kid that like always came to Sunday, you know, Sunday school. You remember that kid that like always came to Sunday school and they like, they, they school sneakers. And I remember he had the black pair. There's a black and white pair. There's a few colorways of these, and they're hard to find. He came in the black pair. Bad. I mean, he was bad. We went to church in Pittsburgh. Shout out to Pittsburgh, California. Uh, and a lot of people don't know about Pittsburgh, California. Unless you're from California, the Bay Area, you might not know about it. You might only think of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Let me tell you something. Don't play around in Pittsburgh. Okay? Learn that lesson early. All right? We stayed in Antioch for a while, but we went to church and we hung out in Pittsburgh. Don't do it. Go to Pittsburgh, do what you got to do, and uplift the community. Do what you got to do, go home. All right? But I remember he wore these to Sunday school. All right? This is an absolute true story. All my stories are, are true. All of them. They might sound a little outlandish sometimes. They might be a little animated. They might be this, that, and the third. But let me tell you something. I remember he wore these. Light skinned dude. Can't remember his name. Light-skinned dude. Didn't know if I liked him. Didn't know if he liked me, but he was like probably three, four years older than me. This cat was always into something. I remember he would go into the women's purses and, 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 and stuff during church just to, get, just to get money to go do God knows what. I don't know what he would do with it, but he would always do that. I'm talking about like a scoundrel, all right? Uh, I remember he had these on at church. I mean, they were fly. I said, yo, I got to get them joints. Was going everywhere. Went to Champs. Went everywhere trying to cop these joints. Couldn't find them anywhere. I had to settle on the blue pair back then. This isn't that pair because this was like, gosh, I don't even know what year this was. I don't think this is ever retroed. Uh, there's no year in this, at least not that I could tell. But um, I had to have them. Ended up getting the blue pair originally. I got the black pair later on down the road. but. Them joints were like kind of beat, you know, so I kind of got rid of those. I think I gave them away to somebody, but I had to re-get the blue pair. I needed a pair that was fresh so I could wear every football season. These don't even touch outside, okay? They had before, but I wear them inside the house. I wear them to watch football. That's it. Don't bother them. These are classics. And shout out to that dude. Oh, actually, I don't know if you can shout him out. He actually got shot and killed. God bless the dead. I probably shouldn't have said that. I think he dropped somebody. Anyways, uh, Emma Smiths. Don't be disrespectful to my Cowboys. These are Reebok Diamond Contact Runs. Okay. These came out. Oh, man. These came out 2002, I believe. You know what? They might have came out 2004 and Minority Report came out in 2002 i think that's what it was so this pair right here i talk about it a lot pair of reeboks rare hope you can see it hope the light doesn't make it too glary or whatever this is a clear reebok box this is an extremely rare 
pair of sneakers. Not extremely rare, but you know, there's a few pairs on eBay. I think they're like a thousand. There's a few other models of this. Let me let me explain something to you. There were these before VaporMax. Nike is very innovative. We love Nike, and VaporMax looks very aesthetically good. The problem with diamond contacts, they never use shoelaces. That was one of the misfacts. But this pair right here, and I talk about it all the time for the movie Minority Report. These, if you remember in the movie Minority Report, there was a scene where there was a Reebok store and it was the future and stuff like that. They made pairs for Tom Cruise for this. Now, let me explain to you how I got my pair. This pair did eventually come out, and I'm about to tell you a story. I don't know if this story is 100% true or not, but this is what I told from a friend who was, gosh, at the time, I think I was, I don't know how old I was at the time. I was definitely out of high school, one year out of high school. I don't remember. Um, he worked for Reebok. He was like a senior in college or whatever. Super homie, lived in California. He did work for Reebok. And so... He had told us that they had made all these pairs, samples or whatever for the movie for Tom Cruise to wear in the movie. There were black versions. There were silver versions. There might have even been like a blue version or a brown version. So Tom Cruise being 5'7". Now listen to me. This is the story that he told me. This is a story that I believe. This is a story that I love because I have him here. And I'm going to believe this story until the day I die. Until somebody from Reebok or anybody calls and proves me wrong, this story is 100% authentic and dead stock. He told me that for the movie Minority Report, Reebok had made five of these, five of the blues, five of the blacks for Tom Cruise to wear during the movie. So Tom Cruise being 5'7", Reebok or whomever at Reebok automatically assumed that Tom Cruise, and right here it says, like, I don't know, this ink is really old, but it says TC on it. I was told that was for Tom Cruise. I don't know. But let me go ahead and open this up real quick before I get into the story too deep. So, I was told that they made five pairs of these, five pairs of blues, five pairs of blacks, okay? And Tom Cruise being 5'7", somebody at Reebok, or whomever it was that made decisions or whatever, they didn't have any direct contact with uh, Tom Cruise or anybody to get him. Now, this is, pay it mind, this is a long time ago. Uh, so they just assumed that Tom Cruise, only being 5'7", wore between a size a 9 and a size 10. So they made a, a 9, they made a 9, they made two 9s, two 9 and a halfs, and a 10, okay? This is supposedly the 110 in this colorway. I have absolutely no idea if this is true, but I'm telling you what I was told, what I believe, and until somebody proves me wrong, this story is 100% authentic and dead stock. I'm about to undress it right now for you guys. I think I told George this story before, but, you know, George, he falls asleep when I talk to him. Uh, these are facts. I go in his office. Anyways. So, they... Sent the pairs over to the studio or wherever they filmed the movie. Yeah, I believe the movie was filmed maybe in Hollywood. I'm not sure. wasn't filmed in Atlanta, I don't think. I'm not sure. But they sent the pairs over. Two nines, two nine and a halfs, and a ten. So they sent in this colorway that amount of sneakers. Blue colorway that amount of sneakers. Black colorway that amount of sneakers. Two nines, two nine and a halfs, and a ten. So they sent them over. And they immediately got sent back. Well, they didn't get sent back. They just sat there. So then someone called Reebok and said, yo, what are we supposed to do with these? Tom Cruise wears an 11 and a half or a 12. 
them, Tom Cruise being short, they automatically assumed he wore a 9, between a 9 and a 10, so they just made those various sizes. So when they found out that Tom Cruise wore 11 and a half and 12, they had to go ahead and get some more pairs to get them over to the studio fast enough. So that's the story I've been told. So they sent the pairs back. My friend, who was like, he was pretty high up in Reebok, or he did something with them. I mean, for all I know, he might have stole these. I have no idea, and I don't care. I paid him this at the time, and not to this day, but for a long time was the most I'd ever paid for a sneaker. This was the one of the probably, I think I paid three fifty for this. And I think the shoe retail when it came out for 200 maybe. And 200 back then was a grip. I feel like they sold these at Saks Fifth and stuff for like 500 And I could be wrong, but I'm not sure. Uh, like I said, the Vapor Max bottom. But that story was always dope to me because I felt like I had something a little special. This is a vintage sneaker. You can go on eBay. You could type in Diamond Contact Run Reebok DMX. And they got to be around 1000 They got to be around 800 to to $1,000. I think I put in an offer on one. I mean, he wanted 1000 But I think I sent him an offer for like 150 because they're unwearable. They're, they're possibly, they can't possibly be a pair that's wearable. I took care of this pair really well. The bubble right here, the DMX is coming off the inside. So people worry about the outside cracking. I wore these and the inside, I don't know if you can see that, the inside started cracking. It was, um, it's foam. This is almost like, it's on my fingers, look at my fingers. This was like almost like the, oh gosh, now my fingers are sticky. This was almost like the original memory foam. Like this was like foam and it's set on top of the DMX. Beautiful shoe, I love it. Aesthetically, it's not the greatest thing ever, but it was for the movie Minority Report. It eventually came out, same model and stuff, and a few other models, but it was to look futuristic. This is futuristic. It was silver. It might be 3M. I don't know. Had the Reebok on the back. The Reebok broke off on the head, but the separated AirPods, that's original Vapor Max, period. Don't let Nike think they came up with something new. The Velcro straps, I mean, it was like, it was some work putting these on, individual Velcro straps, but it was dope. It's what made them dope. Uh, so shout out to Reebok. So don't be disrespectful to Reebok. You know, Reebok is something that, you know, I eventually hope they get back to, you know, the to where they were, you know, at some point. It's going to be a hard climb, uh, but especially with what you see with Adidas. Adidas made a lot of moves and kind of made that jump. But just to give you guys a heads up, Adidas is falling off like dramatically falling off like their ideas are weird now another tangent i don't know what i'm talking about but don't be disrespectful to reebok uh releases this week only thing that i actually really cared about was the beige lebron john elliott's and i'm gonna tell you guys the john elliott lebron icon sneakers it's a fire sneaker and i'm gonna tell you why that sneaker is so important that sneaker is so important because even though I don't know if it's built to play basketball in, it's still relatively high. I don't know if it's as bulky as a lot of other basketball sneakers. I don't know if I've ever seen one in person yet. Um, but it shows you that basketball sneakers still can be worn with regular clothes and out. So shout out to those. And those pink ones, um, I'm going to have those pink ones one day. And the beige ones, just to give you guys you know, that understanding. Like Them joints are fire. I don't want to pay full price for something that I know is going to sit on the shelf for a little while. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'll be able to swoop one at a good price or even grab some from somebody worn twice. You know, it is what it is, you know. But it's a combination of, like, you know, a few pairs of LeBrons in one. And it's a little sleeker, you know, model. And uh, I think it's dope. So that's the only thing that I could think of that I'm checking for. Um, 
Also saw Joker, which I'm not going to talk about. I want to talk about Joker, but I'm giving everybody at least two more weeks to go see the movie. I am sick and tired of these major blockbusters coming out and everybody just sitting around staring at each other. All right. Uh, you know, stop it. You got two weeks before I get into a deep dive on this show about Joker. And I'm going to get a deep dive about the movie Joker with Rook, Rook, with Rico on the show. Shout out to Rico. I want him to come on. I know y'all hate y'all, 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 y'all can't fathom the thought. Yo, sneakerheads watch movies. Yo, y'all talk about movies and sports. We can't talk about sneakers all the time. We're almost at 200 episodes. Relax. Let us talk about movies and television shows every once in a while. Okay? But I want to get into a deep dive about that with the homie Rico because he understands movie. He's an actor. He's in some plays going on right now at one of our, um, in Scottsdale right now. So shout out to Rico. But I will be doing here, I'm doing top 10s here. You know, I don't have George to argue with my list. But I will be doing a top 10 bad guy slash villains that we low-key rooted for. Or even high-key rooted for. All right. Um, this is from movies. This could be even, you know, based on real people. You know, and it's not being disrespectful, to, you know, you know, to anything that might have transpired during, you know, these periods of times. But come on. You know, you, get, you watch the movie Joker and stuff and you, you can't help but be enthralled. So I am doing a top 10 Bad guys slash villains you low-key rooted for. To me. To me. You know, to me. All right? And, you know, a few people. You know what? I'm going to talk about this. I, I wasn't going to talk about this, but I'm going to talk about this. So a few people have hit me up and asked me, and this is over a few months because of how I respond to welty i don't know his first name welty from full size run on twitter i respond pretty much once a day or every week with you know a, a nice hearty capitalization of you know shut the f up you know pretty much every week and i know you guys saw i posted on ig and i posted on twitter how on their f episode because george had hit me up and said fam they are doing too much now. And I said, yo, what? He said, they actually on there emphasize the to me. Let me explain something to you. Now, from the shut the F ups to well tea and things like that, people have hit me up. And this has hit me up for months. And then people hit me up this week. You know, what's up with you? What's up with you and full size run? You know, yada, yada, yada. You know, what's your beef? Yada, yada, yada. And I never tell anybody. And this is for everybody I've ever had an issue with starting to do this podcast, everybody who has a personal issue with me, if you ask me why I got a problem with you or why we don't mesh, I will tell you. I don't like telling other people why I have an issue with somebody because I need that person to fully understand first before I can trust anybody else with that information. I can, but I'm about to talk about the reason why I got a, a little bit of gripe with them and mainly because I feel like they're not going to ask. So, um, but I did post a video where they had Danny Brown. Shout out to Danny Brown. I like Danny Brown. He's a good guy. Seems like a good guy. I don't know. Uh, but he had said he liked a sneaker or something. And you guys know the show Full Size Run. They, the editing and the zooming in on faces and the words and the, the talk bubbles and the stuff that pops up and all that. And when Danny Brown said he had liked something, I can't remember, but he said to me, they emphasize the to me on the screen with quotation marks around it. Now, look, somebody also hit me up. Man, when I say we get hit up a lot, 
with like either super fire compliments or like some super hate. It is literally all day and I love it. I appreciate it because that means we're doing something good. But somebody hit me up and said, yo, fam, you don't own the words to me. Okay. You're absolutely right, you weirdo. I don't own the words to me. Thank you for that. But there is not a single person that has rocked with this podcast. I'm talking the to me was emphasized probably over a hundred plus episodes ago. These are facts. Okay. And the reason why we emphasized and put that extra to me, that extra umph on it was because when we first started the podcast, we talked about everything that we talked about with each other. Shout out to Ryan. This is back. This is OG sneak this days. Everything we talked about each other, this was the podcast was a text message thread brought to you guys. Okay. If in the text message thread we said so and so is corny, we told you so and so was corny. When we said this show is trash, we told you this show is trash. We didn't keep nothing from you. These are facts. Now, we would make our top 10 list. We would talk about how corny cats were, things that we disliked and whatever in the sneaker community. There was a lot of things that we talked about and a lot of people called us haters. They called us corny. They said this and that. And we would always emphasize and tell them. And I remember the episode it was. I don't remember exactly, but I remember me, George Ryan, full episode. And somebody was just going in on me about something I said about somebody or a list I made. And I said on the episode, I said, this is to me. This isn't to discourage you from buying anything. This isn't from discourage you from watching something. I think this sneaker is fire or trash to me. To me. I'm not telling you to you as well. This is to me. Full size run is whack to me. Welty is whack to me. Look, okay. Let me explain why, though. Let me explain why. Okay. I, I, my, my thing is understanding the value that you put in other shows that you watch, your entertainment, your time. When somebody says, yo, I love the show. I appreciate it. Yo, I appreciate it. I let them know. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to watch us. This is an hour, two hour show. Time out of your day. You could have been doing anything, but you chose to spend it with us. I appreciate that. That means that there is value in the show. Anybody who watches their show, they see value in it. But I'm here to tell you the value in the show is not with the show. The value with the show was in the production of the show. Now, here's my issue with Welty. I don't got a problem with Mustache Man or Trinidad James. I don't. I have my little issues with them a little bit, a little bit on authority and sneakers. And I'll get to that. But see, here's my problem with Welty. All right. And I'll tag them and I'll post it and whatever. And they won't respond. He won't say nothing. Look, they're from Complex. Complex is a big media, you know, conglomerate. All right. They know what they're doing. All right. But they have taken from us before. Now, let me explain this. I am not saying that Welty, Trinidad James, Mustache Man, I, I don't know his name. Uh, Dunn. Brendan Dunn? Dunn? I'm not saying those three still with us. Complex is a big media group. They have 
interns. They have lower level people, producers who are told and trained to scour the Internet for content, scour for takes, scour for this stuff. You will not tell me that nobody at Complex doesn't listen to this, this podcast on a regular basis. You're not going to tell me that. Period. You're not. You're not going to. Sorry, we have the best sneaker podcast, period. There are other great sneaker podcasts out there. Soul Searching Podcast, those are my homies. Bread and Butter Show on YouTube. That's my guy. He's also on, on, on iTunes and Spotify and everything else as well. Shout out to my guy, Lowe's. There are some other good shows out there. There are also a lot of trash ones out there. A lot. I don't want to get into that. I'm talking about Full Size Run right now. So I'm not saying those three of the show are taking from us, but they're producers, they're interns, they're, you know, whoever. They're taking from us and they're adding it to their content and stuff like that. Not just on Full Size Run, on other areas and complex. These are facts. I don't care. You're not going to be able to, like, tell me otherwise. I don't care. I don't care. I got into it with Complex a long time ago when we did our top 10 cereals. We did our top 10 cereals list. Literally the next week, they did top 10 cereals. You're not going to tell me that. And they, yo, we did this first. Yeah, all right. Whatever, bro. All right, man. Cool. But here's my problem with Welty and why I have absolutely no problem every single day until I can't tweet no more. I will tell him to shut the F up forever. Is because if you go through his Twitter, there's personality, there's hot takes, there's opinion, it's some funny stuff, there's some personality. All of that is in his Twitter. You watch the show and he's like modeling clay. Like he's just the lump on the couch wearing sad colors with zero opinion, zero understanding of like sneakers across the board and hot takes or or real opinion upon topics period so i hate that i hate when somebody is like always like let me tell you something the the, the between i don't know what year and what year that that same energy bring that same energy people love saying that he doesn't bring the same energy on twitter as he does to the show i told him to shut the f up one time and he responded and he said if you put that much energy as you do into telling me to shut the F up, something like that, if you are responding to me negatively, if you put that much energy into your podcast, something. First of all, there's not a single person who have heard this podcast, seen this podcast, watched our Instagram, who have ever said that we don't put work into this podcast. You start from episode one to now, this podcast is damn near a television show. Facts. I put work into this show. It ain't easy doing this. So for him to tell me that, I told him, I said, you are a lie. I said, if you put that same Twitter energy that you put on, that energy you put on Twitter into the show, it'd be much better. That show has zero personalities. Let me explain something to you, the listener. That's why I talk about the value that you put into something. It's perfectly fine to watch it. It's perfectly fine to have occupied with your time. It's perfectly fine to see the guests. It's perfectly fine to support it and watch the show, but you have to protect the value you put in things. That show's value is extremely low because when you have to surround, when you have to zoom in on faces and make weird faces and add crickets and sound effects and words and and bubbles and weird looks and weird zooming in, 
when you have to do all that to a show that has three people on it, you have to do that. The show's around 30 minutes to 45 minutes sometimes. If you have to do all that for a show about sneakers and you want me to believe that you guys are some type of authority on it, stop. There's no value in the show. There's value in the set. There's value in the producers. There's value in um, camera work and all that stuff. I applaud that. The editing is phenomenal. If I was to do that to our show, it would take me about four days to get that done. The editing is phenomenal. But, Welty, this is to you. You can't be Mr. Personality Man on Twitter and dry on the show. You're like the, the internet thug. Like, you could talk mad game on Twitter, but on the show, you're just there. Trinidad James. I have absolutely no problem with Trinidad James whatsoever. I think I've asked him to be on the show before. I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I think I have. And then after a while, I was like, why am I asking him to be on the show? Because his opinion on sneakers don't matter. Now, let me, let me explain this to you. His take on sneakers don't matter because Trinidad James, say what you will, is at a certain level of celebrity. These are facts, all right? He can walk down the street. Somebody's going to know him. Everybody knows Trinidad James who is, listens to music, sneakers, whatever the case may be. Trinidad James is a popular person amongst a few genres, and he is a celebrity, period, okay? Now, you watch the show. You see Trinidad James. Trinidad James is a, I don't know if he's rich, but Trinidad James isn't an authority and sneakers to me because Trinidad James, like I said, is a celebrity. If you see the way Trinidad James dresses or carries himself, you know, um, outwardly, not as a person, it, it doesn't matter what his sneaker take is. You can't wear a, a, a camouflage bandana, a silk purple shirt, 50 gold chains, pink shorts, one green sock, one yellow sock, and then tell me what's fire and what's not fire. Period. Because if you see the way he dresses, it doesn't matter what the sneakers look like. Like, they can never suck. Like, his sneakers could never suck in comparison to what he's wearing on in an entirety. Like, so... Him looking at a sneaker, having a judgment or a comment on it or any type of opinion on it, it doesn't matter. Celebrities and people of a certain level of celebrity or richness or whatever you want to call it don't have valid opinions on things that regular people can partake in. I would love to talk to Mark Wahlberg about their, his relationship with Jordan Brand, how some of the sneakers came about, where did that start, so forth. But I have no desire to talk to Mark Wahlberg about does he think this sneaker is dope or where does he see the sneaker culture going or how does he feel about releases or this. I have zero desire to talk about that. Mark Wahlberg is one of the top actors of our generation. He's rich. Mark Wahlberg can put on a sneaker with a tuxedo, tie it up tight. It doesn't matter. We could be like, God, he's wearing those trash. But it's Mark Wahlberg. It doesn't matter. Trinidad James, I seen a picture on IG. He was wearing one Summer of Legend and one, was that Vogue Magazine 3? Come on, man. Stop it. Nothing against him as a person and not that I don't like him. I like Trinidad James. I like his music. Sorry, I did. It was relatively good. But he's not an authority on sneakers. 
He could be the entertainment on the show. And, and I hate looking at the show of him like sitting there. It's like he's the mascot. I do. I, I, I do. Sorry. Now, Mustache Man Dunn. I think that's his name. Brendan Dunn? Sounds right. I want to say Dunnan. Dunn? I mean, come on. His personality is his mustache. Like. <laughs> I mean, he needs a shot of Hennessy or adrenaline. I don't know which one it is. But he needs one of them. So, that's my reasoning for my whole thing against full-size run. I just, I get it. We're the little men. We get it. And I am short. <laughs> I get it. We are the little podcast. I get it. But there's value in what we do because we do it on our own. And we take the time to understand what we're talking about. And me and George have been out here. We've been out here in these streets. It's crazy. Like, I mean, look at this. Like, I, 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 I'm out here. Like, you have no experience and nothing in these streets when it comes to sneakers and stuff like we do. It's funny. You know, you know actually, I really didn't have much plan to talk about, but shout out to, um, ah, what's his IG? I think I wrote it down. Shout out to John So Suave. I believe that's how it is. Uh, it was out of San Diego. That's the homie. We message back and forth every once in a while. Shout out to him. And he has since some stuff that he wanted us to touch on. And this podcast is almost at 200 episodes. We've touched on literally. You, you can't hit us with something brand new that, you know, we haven't touched on. Unless it happened that week. You really can't. And there's a lot of things that me and George are fully aware of that we know we're going to have to revisit. Because we have, I'm, I'm talking tens of thousands of new listeners. Not hundreds of new listeners. Not thousands of listeners. Tens of thousands of listeners. Shout out to Goat.com slash Sneak this. Now, it's amazing to think about where you are when it comes when it comes to sneakers. You know, I was me and George, my wife, my wife, and I went to have a date night with George and his wife. Shout out to the beautiful Hannah, one of the top five favorite people of all time to me. We went to a date night, and we went to a date night at this resort, super fancy. You know, it was a restaurant week out here. And me and Rocio, my wife, shout out to my beautiful wife, were driving down this road, dark road. I'm talking, I mean, I think some of these houses have to be in the 90 million, 100 million. Like, let me tell you something about Arizona. Arizona might be looked at a certain way, but the rich, the famous, the celebrities, they come out here. We get no natural disasters. The weather is the same almost every single day. The sun is out almost every single day. If Arizona had a beach, it'd probably be the greatest state of all time. Facts. Um, but me and my wife is mesmerized by all the houses, you know, how beautiful it is out there and the houses and, oh my gosh, look at that. It was weird because I'm driving thinking, man, this is the road that me and George used to drive down to go to Nike to camp out, to go camp out in Scottsdale for sneakers. And it's crazy, like how long ago that, you know, it feels like forever, but it really wasn't that long ago. And I know me and George talk a lot of junk, and especially George. You know, George is angry at everything. George is one of the nicest people ever. Don't get it twisted. Um, but it's amazing how far we've come, just everybody within it comes to sneaker culture. You know, if you want to call it culture, community, whatever that is. Camping out sounds archaic. Like, I'm driving thinking like, man, that was the good old days. And 
it's crazy. It makes you think about all the good campouts, all the bad campouts. It's just a lot of stuff that like brings up a lot of memories. And I love talking about that stuff. And I love, you know, the stories and sharing about it. Um, but it made me think, you know, it's always funny. Like, campouts were like the club. Like, it was like, you know, if you go to clubs or parties or whatever the case may be, and there was a long line, it was always like that. You know that feeling when you get to the camp out late, you know. You get to the camp out. You get to the camp out late. And, and, and this is speaking in Arizona terms, okay? Because Arizona, like I said, a big sneaker, we're talking, let's say big like a Doran Becker. A big sneaker like a DB, they might have had 35 pairs. But people camped out over 100, okay? Getting to the sneaker camp out late, ooh, it does something to you. Especially if you didn't know or weren't sure if anybody was going to care about the sneakers. That was the rough part. It always sucked when you made the last minute decision. Like, man, you know what? I ain't doing nothing. Yo, let's, let's just go to uh, let's go, let's go to Nike or Foot Locker or House of Hoops. Let's go there and just see who, who who outside. Let's see. You get there and it's wild. You're like, yo. But it always sucked when you wanted to camp, but you didn't know what time to go camp. Let me tell you something that flew. Text messages, Facebook messages. Yo, yo, what what time you think we should get there? Yo, yo, uh, I drove by. There's two people outside. Ooh, there was nothing worse than hearing somebody drove by the mall, and there was already people camped out out there. And it's like 5:30 in the day. You're like, what? You want to talk about something that will ruin your day? And shout out to our wives, me and George's wives. I'm telling you, they've dealt with a lot from us. All right. You remember you get to that line, that camp out line, and you, you know, you got your cell phone, you know, you, you looking, you texting, you know, you're feeling sick. <laughs> you know, you're feeling sick. You got there late. You, yo, what's up? You act, you act like you're on your phone, just like the club, yo. Yo, what's up? Yeah, all right, then. Y'all remember that? Woo! It was nothing worse than that feeling of getting to the camp out line late. I mean, you want to talk about not knowing what to do, all right? Then, especially if you saw somebody you knew in it. Now, there was two ways you could handle knowing somebody in the line. And this is how well you knew them. It was two. This is. This, no, no. Let me put this away. In the camp out line. It was two ways to handle this. Whether they were like super homies, like the real homies, or somebody that one didn't have enough guts to tell you, you, you can cut. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about, sneakerheads. There would be times you walk up to the homies. These are the real homies. These are the real homies like, yo, yo, go ahead and stand here. You know, obviously, let me get mine first. But I don't worry about these. You know, them the real homies. And they're the homies that ain't going to tell you like, yo, fam, you cutting. Yo, what you doing? Them the homies that like, you just you loiter. <laughs> like, you can loiter there with them for about eight hours chit-chatting. Like, yeah, yeah, you know. Nah, you know, I'm not, I'm not copping. I'm just chilling with y'all, just talking. You've been standing there for about seven hours. Nah, I ain't copping. Yeah, not, uh, I don't need these joints. You know, I ain't tripping. But then once them doors open, and you've been standing there for like 11 hours, you know what? Go ahead and grab a pair. Now, you show etiquette. You let the homies grab theirs first. But they don't got the guts to tell you, like, yo, fam, you cut. What you doing? That sucked. But it was crazy just thinking back. Like, a lot of people think stuff like, you know, I don't even know if campouts still exist anymore anywhere. Like, uh, people win the raffles now 
and, and they go camp out. I'm like, you won. Why are you here so early? Um, I remember that phase when like people were camping out for like leftover pairs. I do remember that. Um, but man, I just remember dealing with like the stores. There was nothing worse than dealing with the store BS, man. Like it was amazing. And when I think back to it, I'm like, you know what? The stores were on that 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 BS. But it was it was our fault too. We didn't want to listen. You know, we didn't want to like take no for an answer. We didn't want to take anything they told us, whether it was true or not. We didn't stand for it. So we either had to face the consequences of not believing them or believe them and possibly miss out. It was it was a lottery. It was a gamble. It was literally a gamble to to camp and cop sneakers. I mean, gosh, there was a guy, the most hated person on earth named Mark. He used to work at House of Hoops in Scottsdale Mall. He was hated by every single sneakerhead from the Grand Canyon to tucson all right and tell me i might not know how far that is use your googles it's far every single sneakerhead hated him fact and it was well deserved all right um but i remember being at nike our nike got nothing our nike is closed now our nike's closed in march all right our nike closed in march because nobody was going a nike closing i didn't say it went out of business but they probably just said, you know what, this isn't worth it. This property is extremely expensive where they are. Why stay here? So I remember, like, Doran Becker release, things like that. They knew they had 35 pairs, if that. The line was wrapped. All right, the line was thick. Thick! The line was wrapped around the building, okay? I think I was probably number 85 in line. We didn't have numbers. You remember, you remember counting. Don't act like you didn't count. Don't act like you didn't count or didn't act like you paid attention to the guy who just couldn't contain himself who was counting. That was always that guy. Yo, one, two, three. yo, 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 fam, I counted 27 last time. Why is there 32 now? Who cut? It was always that guy. But you love that guy. You didn't act like you love that guy, but you love that guy. You love that guy that told somebody, fam, you're cutting. Get the heck out of here. You love that bully that was willing to scrap. You know, you weren't ready to scrap, but woo, it was good to have a bully in the line with you. He'd be like, fam, you cut, I'm tossing you up. Ooh, those are the best. Love it. But I remember, like, they would come outside and tell us. They would say, hey, everybody, I'm telling you this now. We don't have this many pairs. I remember one time we were staying outside. It might have been the DB4 release. We were staying outside for the DB4. I think I was by myself. I don't know if George was with me. Doran Becker 4 release, I remember this guy came out of Nike. I can't remember his name, but this is when Don used to work there. And I think this guy was like Don's manager. Shout out to Don. This guy was Don's manager. Don might have been the only cool person that I personally knew that worked at a sneaker shop. Shout out to Don. man. That, that's the homie. All right? He needs to get back on the show. Don was the only cool Nike employee I ever knew. And Yuri, shout out to Yuri. He worked there too, but like we didn't have, we didn't talk. So I didn't know much about him. Um... But there was this guy, their manager. I'm talking. This guy was a corn ball. Y'all remember when Trey Songz was Lego, Lego? This cat used to love saying Lego. Anyways, this cat came outside and told us. He said, "Look, from right about here, all the way to the wrap around the building, there aren't pairs. Now, this is where your conundrum came up, sneakerheads. You remember this? You remember when somebody came with that information and told you?" But you had to make a decision. Do I believe it and leave and take the risk of them lying? Because 
I would probably say 87% of sneaker employees lied during a certain period of time. I probably want I want to say 99, but you know, because the, the the sneaker employee now is dramatically different from sneaker employee back then. The sneaker employee back then acted like they had the nuclear codes, like to to shoot the nuclear missiles off. That's that's no lie. Like that's when they used to take the phones off the hook. Like you couldn't call Foot Locker all day. Like they took the phones off the hook at sneaker shops. You go in there, you'd be like, "Fam, are you?" Go-? It'd be the biggest release of the year. Yo, y'all getting Galaxy Phone Posits? Galaxy Phone Posits. Galaxy Phone Posits. Uh, let me go ask. Uh, hey John, Phone Posit? Galaxy Galaxy, you say right? Galaxy Space? Like the 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 the, the orange ones? No no no. We getting those? Uh, you know, we might get four pairs. <sighs> All right, John. Y'all remember those days. You had to take that risk. The employee comes out and says, fam, we only got 35 pairs. From here to the front door, they're going to get a pair. May not be their size, but they're going to get a pair. From here all the way to the back. You other 147 people, you're not getting a pair. You can leave, take that risk. He's lying. There's more pairs. Or you can stand there and don't get a pair. 92% of the time you stayed in line. Because 99% of the time, sneaker employees were lying. I am not talking negatively about this. This is just part of the culture. This is just part of the history. I love it when I look back and think about this. Like. It makes you feel good, and it makes you feel good because it's something that you remember you were a part of. Like, I was a part of that. I remember that. I got stories for days, all right, about this. A lot of people think raffles are new now. Raffles aren't new. Like, you know, I'm going to get to that later. You know what was funny? Like, like I remember out here. I can't speak for any other major city, you know, because I know major cities get way more pairs than we did. But you felt bad for the people who wore a size 13 and up. Like, even a size 12 every once in a while. But the people that wore a size 13 and up, oh, it broke your heart. It broke your heart because we had we had relationships with one of them. Shout out to the homie Mike, I believe his name is. It's been a long time. He owned a pizza shop in Mesa. I think it went out of business or he closed it. It was called Mafia Mike's. Homie, me and, the, me and George used to call him 6'9 because he was tall. Because he was tall. That's it. And he wasn't a rat and nothing freaky. He was just tall. So we would always try to help him out get pairs. He would try to help us out get pairs. He wore a size 13. There were two people who consistently came to Nike Scottsdale for size 13s. Nike Scottsdale would either get one size 13 or two size 13s. When it was a really, really, really big release, they would get one. All right. So I always felt bad for them. There was no 14s. There was no 15s. Don't even think about it. All right. I remember once whoever got there first between them, that was it. The other would go home. <laughs> like, unless they were planning on buying it just to resell it, just to see if they could get a pair and resell it and maybe get theirs later. But I used to feel so bad for them because when the homie 6'9 would see other tall homie, well, all right then, guys, see you later. <laughs> you would see other tall homie come, see him. Oh, all right, guys, see you later. And other tall dude played like professional volleyball or something. This cat was tall. I'm talking Sean Bradley tall. I think a 13 was too small for him. Like that's how tall he was. But that was just the way it was back then. Like 
and and, and it, it was crazy. Like it, it's crazy to think about that. But like campouts was something that like you just you know there was like unspoken rules, there was etiquette, there were things you couldn't do. And and look, let me tell you something. A lot of people don't remember midnight releases. You know, midnight releases were were the best. Like you knew when they were dropping. You'd have to wait all night. Well, it depend. Like you'd have to wait in the middle of the day tonight. But midnight releases were dope. Like, but there is not a single sneakerhead that can't that that will that will call me a liar when I say this. Okay, this is these and, and let me let me disclaim this. This is for the sneakerheads who camped out and copped sneakers back in the day. Not you, new sneakerheads. Not you sneaker convention heads. But the camp out, that's when you brought your fire out. That's when you brought your heat out. That's when you won DS something. Because the line was thick. The line was thick with everybody who was interested in sneakers just like you. That's when you brought your, your LeBron Solar Red Lows out. You brought your Sprite 8s out. You brought, you know, your, your South Beach 8s. You brought your bread 11s. You came through with a retro. You came through with a question. You came through with, fam. You would just sometimes, you know that meme where it has the pencil sharpener? And that used to be like the original runway to show off your fit and kicks. The sneaker line, the sneaker camp out line, same thing. You wore some fire to it. You walk up and down that line. Whether you was copping or not, sometimes we went to the camp out just to see who was there and post up. Just to wear some fire. We would just go sit there and post up. You know? Yo, what they look like. Oh, that's fire. We'd wait all night, too. Wait till somebody comes up with a pair. Let me see them. Yo, them is clean, fam. That's when you wore your fire. Let me tell you another little secret. I'm going to tell you a secret. And a lot of you camp out sneakerheads from our generation might not even know this or even notice this. But the sneaker camp outline was where a lot of people tested out fake sneakers they were wearing facts if you knew your sneaker stuff you could look at a sneaker camp outline and tell what was fake or not the most popular sneaker i think i've ever seen in a sneaker camp outline was south beach eight lebrons facts because that's when fakes were starting to get better but they still just didn't have it like, this is when fakes, this is when, like, companies that made fakes relied strictly on pictures. So, you didn't know that, like, LeBron 8's South Beach had this, like, tint. It was like a teal tint, like, South Florida water, like, this teal bluish, it wasn't just light blue. A lot of the fake LeBron 8's were light blue. A lot of people didn't know inside the airbag. Of the air bubble on the LeBron, the inside was pink, not white. But all these fake sites had were pictures. They didn't have a pair in hand. All these fakes now, they get real pairs in hand now because you can buy them from everywhere now. You can go on StockX, go buy your own pair, pay pay 500 bucks for one pair because you're going to make thousands of the fakes and make that money in like a, a night. Stop it. That's why fakes are so good now. Don't know why I pointed in between my eyes, but you know. But that's where people tested them out. Because if you got called out in the sneaker camp camp outline, yo fam, I think your joint's fake. 
yo, your tongue look a little off. Yo, why, why, why Jordan, why, why Jordan doing a layup? Why he not dunking? You knew you couldn't wear him anywhere else. That was that. If you couldn't get past sneakerheads and a sneaker cap online, trash, throw them out. You never cop fakes again. Cats used to do that. I remember who they were. I won't say their names, but I remember them. Raffles. Let's talk raffles. You know, me and George, you know, early on, and Ryan too, shout out to Ryan, that's the homie. Um, we always, and still to this day I do, it is corny. Like the plug, sorry, it's corny to take a picture outside with, with 27 boxes of Yeezys in your driveway or in front of your house. It's corny. It is. See, there was a certain level, and I don't remember who IG Pages was or whatever, but there was somebody, sold somebody, who was calling people, basically calling out resellers now, like, like they trash. And when you really think about it, resellers now, they are trash. We take advantage of it, but reselling now is trash. Like, there was hard work that went into reselling back then, and I'm going to get into that. But, shoot, what was I talking about? I can't remember. Oh, but actually, I don't know. Did I write anything down? I don't know. I'll, I'll come across back again. But let's talk about like raffles. Oh, no. So people would take pictures of the sneakers outside. Like I'm thinking back to like raffles and stuff. See, people think like raffles are new. Like raffles, like not new now. It's been out for a while. But people thought, no, places have been doing raffles for a very long time. They just were doing raffles way different than they're conducted now. Okay. The, the, the evolution of the raffle, like, there, there's been r raffle evolution. Like, it's evolved over the years, just like everything else. I remember when raffles were going back to the, let me think about this, you know, going back to, ah, what releases? I can't think of any, but I remember, like, putting our tickets in, our raffle tickets in, and coming back. Or staying, and they picked them out of the box right there and read them off in front of everybody who won. That was a real raffle. And that's back when about 40, 50, 60 raffle tickets to get in there. Once it got to the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, they couldn't have hundreds and hundreds of people standing out there with raffle tickets trying to do it. I get it. But I remember, like, raffles back then had its faults and trash as well. Sneaker shops. And I'm not going to say this guy's name because it wasn't just him, but this is back when, like, you bring your, your girlfriend, you bring your two-year-old, your 16-year-old, you bring your newborn baby, you bring your mom, they will give you all a ticket. They will give the newborn baby a ticket, and you can fill it out for a size 12. This was back in the day. Hated it. We all hated it. I couldn't believe that they were actually giving out a ticket to a newborn baby. Like, you have to understand how crazy that is. Like, you just walked out with six tickets for one of the biggest releases of the year, and three of those tickets are from your toddler and your newborn. Man, what? This is part of the history, man. This is some good stuff, man. This is what makes you, like, appreciate your sneakers. This is what makes you see back then the hard work make, made you keep it. Like, made you keep it. And, 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 and me and George, we call stuff corny and stuff all the time because we've been corny before. I've been trash before. I'm thinking of back, back to the Christmas release. 
this is a raffle. This was the LeBron 9 red, the purple leopard Kobe, and the copper KD4. I'm thinking about this Christmas release, right? So I had my ticket in. My wife had tickets in. My oldest had tickets in. Like, we had tickets in, all right? And we're standing there. We're on the second floor of Nike and Scottsdale. Uh, RIP Nike Scottsdale. And they're picking out tickets out of the bucket. There's about a good 50, 60 of us standing up there. You know, they call you a ticket. You come up and you get to pick a shoe. It wasn't a raffle for the shoe. They had all the shoes right there lined up or some in the back. And they said, you want cool. What do you want? A KD or a Kobe or whatever. So in order to get all of them, you had to bring the amount of people with you. I remember it was one of those, I don't like to use the word blessed, but that day was a good day. I remember my tickets just kept getting called. So basically, I had three of the red LeBron nines, four of the Christmas Kobe purples, and three of the copper KD4s. Mine, I got called. Wife got called. Oldest son got called. The homies got called. Like, I think, I don't think Cortez didn't even exist then. I don't even remember. But like, I walked out of there, spent about a rack, few racks, and walked out of there because I was reselling it and keeping. Don't want to talk about that, but I remember standing there in front of everybody with sneakers piled on top of each other, just winning raffle after raffle while everybody's losing. And I remember that feeling of like back then you felt so dope, like yeah, you know, light, light work. I remember everybody was saying that. Well, it's light work, light work, a little something. I think back to that now. It was so trash. I had so many sneakers that, like, there were a couple. This is around Christmas. I remember, and let me tell you about this cat, right? Because I'll still slap him in half if I see him today. I knock him off earth if I get the opportunity. Mexican dude and his wife, he was shady. So I remember they came to me, like, oh, my son wants a pair. I think they even only spoke Spanish. Like, I think the wife was speaking Spanish to my wife. Like, oh, he just wants a pair of Christmas Kobe's. He just wants a pair of Christmas Kobe's. I had about five of them lined up. I left with a certain amount, but I had a lot more that I won. All right, go ahead. I see y'all here all the time. Now, that was me being stupid, expecting a favor, <laughs> like, expecting it to get repaid later. Go ahead. What size you need? Let me go ahead and get pick you one out. Oh, you said you need a ten and a half. Got you. There you go. Merry Christmas. That's how many I had. I feel trash thinking about that. I do, but let me tell you something. I can call you guys corny because I've been corny before. I'm I'm still corny. I'm standing in sneakers in my background. I'm corny, but I love it. So I remember that, like. Raffles have always been trash, and I remember when it, 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 it evolved to you would fill your raffle thing out, then they would call you if you got drawn. Then I remember, like, they tried to, like, actually give you a ticket, like, you automatically get a pair. Like, the raffle has evolved numerous times. I remember Sheik was, like, online, you know, raffle. I don't know if it still is. I remember you had to come in, put the raffle ticket in the thing, sign one, sign another. It was, like, some crazy stuff. I remember one time, I think uh, Foot Locker, House of Hoops, they were giving us the actual barcode of the sneaker. It was like the barcode was on the back of the piece of paper and something, something on one or the other. Um, 
was the good old days. Like, I remember that. And, you know, that homie, let me, let me tell you real quick about, you know, you know, the couple that I, I, I gave the finesse of Kobe Christmas out of me. So I saw this guy all the time. I knew he was a reseller. I seen his page on eBay. I'm going to talk about reselling back in the day, too. I knew he was. So I said, all right, your son wants to have a Merry Christmas. I got you. Ten and a half, Kobe, I got you. They saw me all the time. They saw Georgian all the time. I'm the shortest black dude in the room, and Georgia's the fattest white dude in the room. That's us. Galaxy Pack. Nike Air Flight 1, the glow-in-the-dark ones, part of the All-Star Pack with the Velcro piece on it. I had the OGs. I got another pair of the OGs. I wanted the glow-in-the-dark Air Flight 1s glow-in-the-dark Galaxy Pack. Same thing. Raffle. Second floor. Nike Scottsdale. Calling off numbers. I think me and George, I won a couple pair of dunks or something. Now, this is for the Tier 2 pack. So, there was a, a lot of people forget this. That Galaxy pack, there was like a Tier 1 pack, which is the Big Bangs, the Galaxy Foams, the Kobe Galaxies, the KD4s. That's like Tier 1. Tier 2 was like the Flight 1s, the Dunks, the Space Dunks that had the Velcro swooshes on them. So, there were like various levels of like, there were a lot of sneakers that came out for that All-Star Weekend. So, I think George had a few dunks on him. I think I had a few dunks. I had the, like, white pair of Flight 1s. All I wanted was the -the glow-in-the-dark Flight 1s. Well, behold, Mexican man and his wife. See him all the time. Hey, how you doing? Como estas ustedes? Si? Ah, si? Poco poco, si? No, no, why? Mi esposa at the house? En mi casa? No, no kids today. They were there. Boom. They get one pair of flight ones. Glow in the dark. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Got them. Another raffle ticket. Boom. They got another one. Oh, they're going to grab They grab the dunk now. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Then boom, the wife tickets get called. She gets another flight one. There was only... One size in every one. The first one they grabbed was like an 11 or 12. This is when sizes 12 sold back in the day. The wife's tickets gets called. She grabs a nine and a half. Now look. I don't know why I thought they'd be like, yo, my man. There you go. I don't know why I thought that. But I stood there thinking like, he remembers me. Any second. Any second, he's going to bring it over. Any second. Yeah, any second, any second, any second. Let me just go ahead and wait it out, wait it out. More raffle tickets getting called. Me and George standing there. You know, I'm, I'm kind of glancing over to him. Oh, two? You got two? <laughs> That's crazy. Nine and a half? That's my size. You're looking over. You're giving all the hints. Oh, shoot. <sighs> it wasn't happening. At this point, I said, forget this. I went to him. I said, hey, fam. Remember when I gave you that Christmas, Kobe? You said your son needed to have a happy Christmas? Remember that? Let me get this flight one. Look. They were like this. No, no. No English. No. No. What? No. No, no. Let me get that. Let me get that flight one. Nah, I don't do that. My wife is Mexican. My kids are half Mexican. Don't do that. My in-laws are Mexican. Don't do that. I see you here all the time. 
Don't do that. Let me get the flight one. I gave you the Kobe during Christmas to make sure your kid had a Merry Christmas. That was in December. Let me get that nine and a half Nike Air Flight One glow in the dark. No, no, English, no, it's it. No, no, it's Nike. No, you don't mind the kids. I got kids. No, I'm slapping you in half next time I see you. Slap me in half. No, not me. You can't slap me. No, I did nothing. It's going. I'm leaving now. <sighs> Boiling. Like, I'm talking boiling. Every time I saw him and his wife, I wanted to get to scrapping. Not the wife, him. I wanted to scrap him up. To this day, I would have no idea what he looks like, him or his wife, but I've ever seen him again at a sneaker camp out, which odds are I won't because I won't be there. I'm slapping you in half and tipping you off earth. Reselling. Shout out to the homie on IG. Whoever it was, I can't remember who it was, but he was calling people who resell on GOAT, StockX, like click resellers, clickers, something like that, something like that. And at first I thought, man, shut up. But then when I started thinking about the good old days, he is absolutely right. Me and George resell sometimes. We all resell, do. I don't care what any sneakerhead says. Majority of sneakerheads resell. Whether you resell it now when you immediately get it or later, you resell. All right. The level of resale, whatever. Reselling back in the day was extremely hard. Okay. There was no goat.com slash sneak disc. There was no StockX. There was nothing. You know what we had? Nike Talk, eBay. Craigslist, word of mouth, Facebook, Twitter every once in a while, but not everybody was on Twitter then. That's it. Facebook always sucked because if you were in a group, and shout out to A Dollar Sign You, which was a really good rule, you weren't allowed to resell in the group, which, you know, I respect that. So I'm not even going to say nothing. Because there were times that, like, you know, you come across a Yeezy 2. You can't possibly think I'm about to put that for retail in this group. But that's neither here nor there. Reselling was hard. <laughs> okay. Y'all talk about cook groups and bots and all that stuff back then. Me and George had a business. Shout out to Sneaker Valet. Some of y'all might have used it. It was programmed by somebody extremely smart to bypass the Twitter RSVP, all that stuff. Like, we got a gang of stuff across the country. Me and George was making mad money charging people to use that service. 20 bucks. We got banned off PayPal. We got banned off Stripe. We got banned off a lot of stuff because we were making so much money, having to refund so much money. But man. You had to take that risk when it came to reselling back in the day because you could either have a pair on lock or something or, or whatever the case may be and post it on eBay. If somebody copped it and you didn't end up getting it or they didn't have it or something weird, you had to refund the money. It would take a hit on your, uh, your um, I don't know what it is, like your credibility, whatever it's called on eBay. It's been a long time since I've been on eBay. Um, feedback took a hit on your feedback um 
it was a lot that went into it. You didn't know how many pairs you were going to get. Like me and George, like a lot of people didn't even know in eBay, you can create a template. Like on release weeks, me and George will create templates for the sneakers that are coming out that week just in case. So once we had that sneaker in hand at Nike or Foot Locker or whatever, we could automatically load that template to eBay and put it for sale immediately. We didn't have to make a page, get home. Now we had to do that zoom home make a page real quick because prices were plummeting or prices were through the roof or whatever the case would be like me and george were fielding questions from ebay buyers craigslist we were fielding questions left and right from people trying to get sneakers like and this is these are facts because we were slanging them i'm talking i think god we were selling phone posits at one point for like 450 like i think we sold some for 500 these are the good old days this is when money was flowing this is when sneakers were like, every sneaker meant something, all right? I mean, imagine somebody paying 500 for, goodness, metallic red foams back then. 500 is crazy for a foam posit. But we were doing it. We were selling bread 13s, black red 13s for like 400. People were throwing the money out. Those were the good old days. It was hard to be a reseller then. Like, it was super hard. It was extremely hard, too, because you had to work so hard to get something. Parting ways with it sucked. To this day, the weatherman is one of my biggest regrets of all time. Like, because me and George had to work for it. I'm talking, we dealt with the elements. Cats were lying to us. Nah, we ain't getting them. Nah, we not getting them. They got them. The, 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 the employees were trying to keep them for themselves. They were spending the entire day deterring people who came in and asked for them, trying to tell them, no, nah, we don't got them, but they really did. They spent the entire day doing that. And I remember selling them, and I sold them for a good amount, not as much as I could have got at one point. But I regret that to this day because it was like, man, I put in mad work to get that sneaker. Me and George camped outside a house of hoops till from like 9 p.m. to like, 9 a.m. in the morning like we was delirious like it was a weird time so i do think that you know we keep our sneakers depending on how hard they are to get them i think that's what makes us keep them i don't view copying sneakers online hard it, it might be a crapshoot whether I get them or not, but it's not hard. I clicked the button. You said no. That was it. Going back to bed or moving on. So it, you don't have that feeling of hard work. Like, you, you just don't. Like, me and George don't leave the house anymore to cop sneakers. If I won a raffle, I'd be like, oh, my God. Now I got to go get it? Nah, clicking a button, taking an L, hmm, on to the next one. Back then, an L meant you slept outside or sat outside in either extreme heat or cold all night and didn't get a pair or got a pair that you planned on reselling and it made no money or got a pair you saw it in hand and it sucked that was an l there's a such thing as an l like i said camping outside all night for a sneaker and not getting it or not getting your size that's a real l Sitting at home, clicking your cell phone, didn't get them, that ain't an L. That's a, that's all that is. <laughs> it's like, so we need to stop 
really feeling a certain way about L's now. Like, a lot of people do. Me and George don't. Like, I don't. Only L I felt bad was and still bothered by was Union Ones. And you listen to this podcast, you know why. All right. Um, but yeah, man, like, it's a crazy time, man. Campbell was thing. And, you know, me and George, we always talked about it, was like, I don't want to say the worst part of a camp out were the people, but the worst part of camp outs were the people. Like I'm talking, you know, the ones I'm talking about, and I'm not going to say some names because some of them might listen, but there was always that one or two or a particular group that were just loud for no reason. Like, it was like, fam, what what are you putting on a show right now? We got about eight hours until the store opens. Why are you out here talking so loud? Why you got so many jokes right now? Like, sit jokes down and shut up. But it was always that guy. And his little crew or posse just thought he was the funniest person on earth. And you like, man, I swear to God, it's 1 a.m. I'm trying to get these. God knows what. If he don't sit down and shut up, I'm slapping earth. I'm going to spin earth as fast as possible until he flies off of it. Then it was always that guy. Have I done it before? I don't know. We've all might have done it. But it was always that guy that, like, whatever the sneaker was coming out, if it was being retroed, obviously, a Jordan, they wore their version there. Like, I remember when Concord released again in 2011, and the pair before that was, what, 2000, maybe? I don't remember. It was always that guy or a few guys that had to wear the previous release Concords to the now Concord release. Damn, we all had them. Get out of here. And those are the ones who like had a, a special fit. I remember this one geek. Gosh, man. We were at the midnight Concord release. It was guaranteed pairs. If you had a ticket, they gave you your size. Of pairs. I mean, they had, that was probably the biggest release they've ever had at that Scott's. They probably had over 500 pairs for all I know. Everybody got a pair. This one geek wearing like a leather Raiders jacket with the Concords from the previous release. Like, you could tell. Like his jeans had creases. And it's like, Mac fam, we get it. You still got yours. Thank you. Most of us out here still has them. We don't have to be a douchebag and wear them here. Settle down. There's always somebody doing way too much. Just somebody doing way too much. And sneaker lines, woo! You want to talk about some of the most lying people on earth? I mean, sneaker lines, like, man, I'm talking about, like, some of Earth's liars. Like, uh, some of Earth's greatest liars, all right? Earth's greatest liars and most annoying people on Earth. Like, I, I thought it was crazy, like, sometimes standing in line with, like, a mom. Like, there was nothing worse than standing in line with, like, somebody's mom you didn't know. You know, the first, like, hour, 30 minutes, you're cordial. Yeah, you know, been in the sneakers for a long time. Oh, you for your son? Yeah, he just had to have him. He had to have him. I said, well, you know, if he had to have him, I'll come and get him. And if that means me standing in line to get those for him, and I will do that. All right, lady. And after a while, it was just like, you know, stop talking, lady. 
Oh, what are those are you wearing on your feet? Man, those are crazy. Is that red or is that pink? Man, guys wearing pink shoes a day, I'm going to tell you. My dad, back in the day, have a fit. <sighs> Eight more hours till the store opens. Then the liars. The liars are the ones that like, yeah, fam, you know, I already got six pairs on the way. Shut up. Yeah, you know what? I came up here, you know, I, you know, I, I had like five in my cart and I was like, nah, I'm good. I, I changed my mind. They got the most war stories ever. Yo, remember when lightnings dropped? I had three in my cart. I remember I had them in my cart, went, go eat dinner, came back, still in my cart. Nobody wanted lightnings. I had three and I said, you know, I'll pass. All right. Shut up. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I decided to come up here and get a pair for my girl. You know, I had I had five. Yo, I remember, no joke, I remember this one time in particular, right? This cat is still with me and George. I think it was China KD4 release. You're the dragon, whatever it was. And we're outside the store. Wasn't a lot of people there, but they didn't have many pairs. And, like, it was a weird drop, like noon or something. And we're standing there. I remember this guy telling us. We might have knew him. He was dusty. Like, oh, you got to love the people that were, like, left work or the ones who came to the camp out before work. I'll get to that. But he was like, yeah, I came up here to get a pair for my girl. You know, I already bought three off Nike. Now, bought, now two. Now, let me tell you something. Could have been telling the truth, but he was a notorious liar. Like, people don't know. Back in the day, you could cop two off Nike. Me and George would cop two off Nike, two off Finish Line, two off East Bay, two off Champs. You used to be able to cop two sneakers at a time off sneaker websites. Facts. When I tell you me and George had a charger full of Concords, we had a charge, a charge Dodge Charger full of Concords and a more Concords on the way. Facts. But I remember this cat stood in line the entire time telling us all, yeah, you know, I got two, you know, of Nike. You know what I'm saying? I got two of Nike. Come to get my girl up here. Get to the front. Oh, uh, y'all got a 13? No, no, it was 11 and a half. I got 11 and a half. All right, fam. If your girl wearing 11 and a half in men's, <laughs> fam. You need to, you need to check, check the throat, check the throat. Not that there's a problem with it, if that's your thing, but you know. Anyways, what was I gonna say? I was gonna talk about something else. I don't remember. I said I'll come back to it. Ah well. Uh, let me see if there's anything else I had wrote down to talk about. Hmm. I don't know. That might have been it. All those smug, arrogant people at campouts. But it mattered. You know. I love campout stories. There's a lot of stories. Like I said, me and George have done a lot. Hannah used to bring us food. We'd be out there for such a long time. Um, but it was awesome. Like, thinking about it right now, I might go out there and camp out for something significant. I might. I doubt it. But it would have to be almost easy to level for me to, to go out there and camp. And I don't even know if I'd have the energy to do it then. And my wife would probably kill me knowing that I'm a grown man out there. I got three kids and I'm out there camping trying to get some easy twos, fam. Oh, we're talking about this one cat weirdo. So this one dude, I'll say his name. Shout out to Ninos. He was the homie, but he had said nigga one time and I had to check him. Once he had said that one time I had to check him, he wasn't a homie no more. He felt weird around me, and I felt weird around him. I thought he was the homie. 
But I remember one time me and George were camping out. We were camping out for yellow foam posits or something else. But we were at High Point. Rest in peace, High Point. We're at High Point camping for these sneakers. And here come Ninos. Ninos was a goofy dude. He was from Greece. He was the original Greek freak. He was an awkward cat. I remember he came through. And he could have got a pair if he stayed. Like, no, no, he stayed. He came through around like 11 o'clock at night. Posted up with us all night. I'm talking all night until the store opened at 9 a.m. He was there all night with us. Okay? As soon as they're about to open the doors, he was like, well, all right then, y'all. I'm out. He's on my ride leaving. He was like, yeah, can y'all give me a pair? Man, what? Like... <laughs> You stood out here with us for about six and a half hours. Actually, no. He came about 11.50, and the store opened at about 8.30. So we stood about there for almost nine hours with us, and you leaving? We said, bro, they're about to open the store in about 30 minutes. Where are you going? My ride's leaving. Fam, what are you talking about? I got no choice. If you could get me a size 12, that'd be great. Man, if you don't get... Shout out to Ninos tell you there was some freaks out there we've been at camp outs where people were being arrested people were sharing prescription pill pads people were taking prescription pill pads we've seen some crazy stuff man shout out to the sneakerhead shout out to anybody who's still allowing camp outs and people who are still camping out but i, I appreciate you guys listening to the podcast i know i ramble but i like to go down memory lane i like to go down this stuff and you know stuff that we don't you know, get to touch on a lot of times, you know, a lot of things that we talk about are current events, but it's good to tell these stories and get them out there. And when I tell you, I got stories, man, I got stories, like I got hundreds of stories, you know, and, and I appreciate them. And that's why I do have a lot of sneakers left. I do keep, and it's hard for me to get rid of sneakers because they do make me feel a certain way. Uh, and like I said, shout out to our wives for dealing with us. For this long, but um, I appreciate you guys who are listening. Uh, I think that might be it. I don't really have too much I want to talk about. Shout out to Kill the Hype. Kill the Hype is where I get the upside down logo hats. I'll tell you this: they're quite pricey, and shipping takes about three and a half months. But they're worth it, man. They're dope. Like I love them. So shout out to them. Shout out to the Dodgers. They're actually playing right now. I have no idea if they're winning or not. I'm not even gonna look because I'll lose my mind if they're losing, and I lose like I I will literally lose my mind if they're losing. I know I don't talk about the Dodgers as much as George does, but I'm a huge Dodgers fan. I need them to win the World Series. Uh, I think that might be it. Let me see if I wrote down anything else I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Went over some sneakers, went over that. Went down memory lane with you guys. I think I'll just go down my top 10 list. So I don't think I have anything else. So I think I will get into my top 10 bad guys slash villains you low key or even high key rooted for and this list is to me and this is on you know obviously the back of watching the new joker movie which is a phenomenal movie and please do not be trying to compare whether he with the uh, joaquin phoenix did better than heath ledger two different things you can't compare one was Joker the entire movie. The other person wasn't. One was a co-star. Heath Ledger was a co-star in a Batman movie. Remember that. The other was the star. So you can't make the comparison. All right. Deep dive later on when Rico comes on. Top 10 bad guy slash villains 
you low-key or high-key rooted for to me. Number 10. I got Darth Maul from Star Wars, from like the newer Star Wars, when they had like started coming back out again. Darth Maul, look, some of y'all might not even know him. I got the graphics up, don't worry. Darth Maul has some of the dopest face paint. And let me explain something to you. In the movie, it was the way he walked. Like, there's a certain walk of bad guy. He had that walk. It's that Darth Vader walk. That, like, I'm not changing my trajectory. You can be coming directly at me. I'm not moving to the side. You will get run over. But, man, when he took out that lightsaber and it was, like, double end, like, lightsabers on both ends, like a, a, like a bow staff. Oh, my gosh. I lost it. And it was zoo, 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 zoo. And he spun it like fire. Number nine, Axe from the show Billions on Showtime. The show is basically about like you know investing and venture capital. You know it's it's about making money, money like billionaires, not like making well off money. I'm talking billions of dollars, like. Each episode, they probably lose like $100 million and at the same time make about $200 million. So it's like one of those type shows. Now, I like him as a villain and I root for him because he's just cool. Like, it's something about being able to like stick it to your enemy, like permanently. Like, somebody do you wrong or talk bad about you and you be able to like take down their business in about two hours is crazy. I enjoy seeing stuff like that. And I enjoy his character on the show. And I like, I love it. But I have him at number nine because people like that really do exist. And they do that to the little man. They do that to the people. Like, it makes you think of Enron. It makes you think of stuff like that. A lot of, like, white-collar crimes. Um, It makes you think of that. So, like, I don't think too highly of it. But as a television show, oh, it's quite enjoyable. You know, seeing you somebody do you wrong, you could do them wrong, like, generationally. Crazy. Number eight, Venom. I got Venom on the list. Uh, Venom is people's favorite because he was just dramatically cooler than Spider-Man. Like, we all love Spider-Man movies. We like Spider-Man. But Venom is way cooler. First of all, he was, like, black. His body can manipulate. He was huge. Paws. He was from space. He had crazy teeth. Like, Venom was dope. So you kind of root for him against Spider-Man. You know what's going to happen, but you always root it for him. Problem with Venom is, is that like when it comes to like current state of movies and stuff like that and the, the iterations of Venom, they just can't seem to get it right. You know, it's either not enough or too much or too CGI-ish. The Venom movie was cool, but it wasn't like enough to make you feel like, yes, like it just wasn't. And look, if we can't see Venom with Spider-Man, I don't know if I really have interest in a Venom movie. Sorry, I don't. Uh, number seven, Pablo Escobar. <laughs> like, and this is based off Narcos. And I got Pablo Escobar on this list because Pablo Escobar is a regular looking person. His clothes were whack. He had a crazy pot belly. He was ugly. It wasn't ugly. He was just regular. Hair was whack, mustache was whack, but this man was filthy rich and powerful. Like, so when you watch Narcos, 
on Netflix, I'm sure you guys are probably all seeing it, but if you haven't, you watch Narcos, you see how much money he's bringing in, how cool he is, how his operation runs. You kind of like, kind of dope, you know? I mean, no pun intended, but it's kind of dope. It's like, man, you know, they have to arrest him. Number six, I got Jet Li in Lethal Weapon 4. Some of y'all may have seen that movie. Some of you haven't. This is a classic movie. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. That was a block of time when it came to movies when Jet Li was that guy. Any movie that Jet Li was in, you wanted to see it. You just did. Because it was going to be some dope karate, kicking. It was going to be all that. Like, you knew it was. So you wanted to see it. So it was, you had, you know, the, 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 you had Chris Rock. You had Danny Glover. You had, not Tom Cruise. What's his name? Um. Call MacGyver. I'm gonna draw a blank. Racist man. Whatever his name is. Um, and Lethal Weapon Four. Woo! He was kicking they like Jet Li was no joke in that movie. I rooted for him. Number five. I got Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> like Ocean's Eleven. They were committing crimes, but it was how they were committing crimes. A lot of it was revenge, but like they would take on people like get investors to invest in their crime like i remember they'll go see esri i think that was his name in the movie i'm gonna go see him to like help him bankroll them committing crime to steal money from somebody else who had took danny ocean's girlfriend that was crazy like and it was clean something about suits something about being well dressed and committing crimes has always been like an attractive thing to me like attracted not attract not attracted to them you, you know what i'm saying it always drew me in. Like, man, you can commit all these crimes. It's like, that's why John Wick is so dope. John Wick is wearing a suit the entire time and scrapping. Like, I put on a suit now, I can barely sit down. This man is out here scrapping, getting shot, fighting, karate, punching, kicking, shooting, dumping, wrestling, running. He's doing it all. Number four, Alonzo Denzel Washington and Training Day. You knew he was bad, but who wanted to, like, root for Ethan Hawke? Like, I think that was name, Ethan Hawke. I think that was the other actor. Um, who wanted to root for him? Like, Denzel was cool. This was a Denzel we ain't never, like, really seen before. Cursing, smoking weed, driving a Monte Carlo. Like, I think it was a Monte Carlo. Like, he was cool. But a lot of people, let me tell you something, I examined stuff. I examined things. A lot of people didn't realize... Why Denzel was so cool in that movie. If you notice, in Training Day, Denzel had an edge up and a fade. Denzel, outside of Training Day, almost never has an edge up, almost never has a fade. <laughs> like, I want you to really look at I'm going to put the pictures up. Denzel, Training Day, Denzel just hanging out. Stark difference. It's crazy what an edge up and a fade can do. Like, a dramatic difference. It made him cool. It was the lines. It was the power he had. It was dope. He was crooked, but it was dope. Number three, I got the Joker. Now, let's not act like we've always loved the Joker, okay? We started loving the Joker from the Dark Knight with Heath Ledger, okay? That's one. Two, the reason why we loved Heath Ledger Joker and this current Joker so much is because we didn't want it to end. 
It was sheer entertainment. It was mayhem and entertainment. A lot of people forget in Dark Knight, Batman couldn't find Joker, uh, couldn't get his hands on Joker until probably like the last 10 minutes of the movie. Like, Batman in Dark Knight had to break literally all ethical and moral codes as a person and probably hundreds of laws federally in order to find Joker when he turned his mask or whatever to like sound and the sonar to try to find Joker. Like, that's how great it was. You didn't want it to end. You wanted to see Joker at every moment in that movie. Same thing for this one. The movie's a little different. I don't want to get into a deep dive, but. Joker? It's only in the movie for maybe 30 minutes, maybe. But then it was like once he was Joker, ah, it's over. You need more. Joker was always too cartoony in cartoons. He was a clown. It was weird. It was it was a bit much. But once they made Joker a person with mental health, changed the game. Number two. Now, let me preface this. This is in no way, shape, or form condoning anything that this man has done, did, or is going to do. It was heinous, and I mean no disrespect to the dead, and I mean no disrespect to any families, and I don't mean any ill will behind this. But number two is O.J. Simpson. Now, let me explain to you. I was 11 at the time. Okay. Now, it wasn't rooting for him to get away with it. This was like a really. This is why, like, when I talk about, like, oh, this generation, we've seen a lot. Me and George and a lot of older sneakerheads that you guys might know or talk to or whatever. We've seen a lot in the world. Like a lot in the world we saw the internet when it started I remember the first day internet came out i think i was one of the my family was one of the first people with the internet i think the first thing i typed was like cars.com uh, uh chicken.com like i remember that but i remember it was 94 oj was oj he was in movies he was on commercials and stuff like that this was like all right after the L.A. riots and Rodney King and how the officers had got off. And, you know, a lot of L.A. had dealt with a lot of bad policing, a lot of bad justice system, a lot of bad everything during that period of the time. So I remember when the Bronco was on the run. Let me tell you something. The Bronco chase, the slowest chase of all time interrupted the NBA Finals. I remember watching Knicks Rockets, and I think it was in New York. It interrupted the NBA Finals for 55 minutes. They had put the game on like a split-screen mini, and the, and the big part of the screen was OJ running in the Bronco. 55 minutes. At one point, they just took the basketball off the screen. It was just all OJ. 55 minutes. This is the 90s. There wasn't a, hey, Flip to ESPN2 for the rest of the game. Go to Fox for the rest of the game. No, they didn't move it. That was it. We missed whatever took place after that. That was it. You watch highlights, okay? 
it was such a weird time. Like, people don't remember it, like how polarizing it was. This was something we discussed in school. I'm 11. We talked about it with our teacher in school. Like, you saw people lined up on the freeways rooting for OJ. Like, cheering him on run. Like, and it wasn't necessarily, it wasn't about, yeah, you kill people. It was more of, it was more of a, like, everyone was so upset and mad and bothered with LAPD that it was just like, yeah, like, go, OJ. Now, I wasn't at the time. I was 11. But I remember my family and going to friends' houses. And, like, while we're in the room playing Nintendo, the first one, and talking and playing with kids, I remember hearing my parents and other friends and family, like, talking about, like, how bad LAPD was and going for OJ and how he got off. Now, a lot of mistakes have been made, but when FX had made the OJ movie or whatever, TV movie, it was phenomenally done well. Me being at a young age, I wasn't rooting for OJ, but everybody else was around you, which made you feel how important it was. And this, like I said, this is in no way condoning anything he's done or going to do or anything like that. OJ is a clown human being. Okay. He is honestly a socio-psychopath. To see him on Twitter as much as he is after, uh, uh, I mean, he has a a generation, a decade of, of OJ. Whether it's good, bad, or crazy, like, it's nuts. To see him on social media making jokes and things like that. Number one. I feel like number one is easy. Thanos. Thanos was polarizing. People took pleasure in seeing the heroes who we watched for over 10 years save the day. We took a little pleasure in them seeing them get bodied. Like, they got bodied by one person. Like, Thanos was like, mm, come in here, mop you up. Like, people forget Thanos jumped in a lot of areas and mopped up all the uh, Avengers, like, single-handedly. This is, I'm talking about Infinity War. Like, Thanos is probably one of, like, society's favorite bad guys. Like, it's crazy of how interesting he was because we're talking about somebody who wanted to eliminate half the world. And he was convinced in it. He was convicted. He was like, he believed it. And he had reasoning for it. And at sometimes it made a lot of sense. And let me tell you something. When I'm sitting in traffic and I start seeing all the cars and all the people and pollution. Makes me sit here and think like, boy, Thanos might have been on to something. But man, seeing a movie end with a bad guy won, and when he went and sat at his home, his little hut he built, and he sat down, and they played that music that, hmm, hmm, he gave that little grin, phenomenal. So that's my top 10 list of bad guys slash villains we low-key or high-key rooted for to me. Shout out to George. We'll be back in the studio next week. Hopefully, we got a dope guest next week. I appreciate everybody who listens. I appreciate everybody who watches. Uh, I appreciate everybody who supports. DM, message us. Hit us up. 
contact, share, like, do all of the above. We appreciate it. We put a lot of work in our podcast. Shout out to everybody. Don't take nothing we say too serious. Support who you want to support, but understand that you have value in your time and value your time and who you put your time into. Uh, without that being said, that's the sneak disc. Pow, pow, pow.